0: Well, I'm Jennifer McNally, and welcome to the short bonus episode of the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Diversity and inclusion are important topics. We care about our workers and want to take care of them by providing a safe work environment. But that can be difficult when we don't understand their experiences or how that experience affects the work they are asked to do. Organizations struggle with these issues, and because there are so many layers, they can seem really daunting. I'm joined today by Dr. Corey Wong, Assistant Vice President for Gender Equity within the Office of the Vice President of Diversity at Colorado State University. Corey, during the podcast, we talked about the lenses that play into gender in the workplace. And one of the concepts that you mentioned to us during the Women in Manufacturing Summit last October was the term allyship. Tell us what allyship is. What does the term ally mean? I think that allyship is an aspirational term that indicates
1: that someone is standing in support of issues that empower and enhance marginalized groups. Um, An ally is someone who says, this issue of oppression or discrimination and bias doesn't necessarily personally affect me, but I care enough about the people it does affect that I want to be supportive of them and see them elevated. So, an ally is inherent in that we have to be able to identify that there's already a difference in terms of privilege and identities where um, allies are those who do not hold the identities that are often marginalized. And you can be marginalized in different ways, for instance, like you can be a woman and feel like you are subject to sexist discrimination or gender bias. But you can still also be an ally for others. So if you're a white woman, for instance, then you can be an ally for people of color. You can, if you have resources and capital at your disposal, you can be an ally for those who have limited resources available to them. So allyship isn't something that one person necessarily has and then that's it. We can be allies with respect to each other based on the interplay of our identities and where we have privilege and where we have the opportunity to actually support and stand in solidarity with other people but it gets a little bit more complicated. So I can keep going if you would like. (laughs) So one of the reasons why I like to highlight that allyship associates to someone's privilege or where they're identified maybe with less disadvantaged targeting them is because to be an effective ally, it's more than just putting a bumper sticker on your car or wearing a button that says, I stand in support of these other issues that don't directly affect me. To be a real committed ally means that you're willing to leverage your privilege in order to support those who don't have that access to power and privilege themselves. So in many ways, that means that a true act of allyship is being willing to take risks and maybe even possibly incur some cost to yourself because you recognize that the privilege you have grants you the opportunity to be more vocal or aggressive or visible on the issues. So for instance, if women are speaking up on issues particularly women of color, about gender bias, they might have negative perceptions of them from the people who have power in the situation. But if men, or white men in particular, speak out in support of those issues, then the white men are gonna be hit less with a cost. And even if they do have some kind of negative consequence that comes to them, their privilege is going to protect them more than it would if someone who's already vulnerable to detrimental backlash were to do it themselves. The important piece there is that allies are not those who speak over or speak for the marginalized groups, but instead use their power and privilege in respect to where they're situated with their identities and the influence that they can exercise to elevate the voices of those who are not often heard. So that means amplifying the perspectives of the marginalized, creating space, for there to be more voice behind that, sometimes that means using your platform and giving it over to those who are not often granted it, literally like, oh, you're inviting me to give this talk? Awesome. But I think that this is a good opportunity for somebody else who you didn't think of to be the one to speak on that issue. So allyship is really about actively opening doors, not speaking for others, elevating people's voices. And then being willing to take on some risk yourself so that it's not always the people who are already marginalized, who are more susceptible to taking the blows if they are to speak up to change the way that things are operating. Um, A last thing I would say is that allyship. Well, one more thing is that allyship requires education. We have to be able to understand the issues if we're going to be effective supports for others and really stand in solidarity with their causes. And one thing that allies often do is that they say, I want to understand how this issue affects you, you other person who is marginalized. But one of the first things of real genuine allyship is to look at ourselves first when we have power and privilege and better understand how we benefit from that system of oppression or disadvantage, how we can be critical of that, how we can leverage that benefit, but also to really understand how other people see us that is sometimes the most insightful way to develop a position that one can actually occupy well. If you understand how you, situated in a position of privilege and power, are viewed by the marginalized, you'll have a better understanding of how that system of oppression actually operates. And that way, you'll be able to better effectively work to undermine that and make change without falling into a kind of savior complex of thinking that it's your responsibility to help and save everybody else, and instead, you can really refocus on removing the barriers, creating platforms, and amplifying the voices of others, and then standing in solidarity with rather than speaking for
0: them. And taking curious notes. Because, again, I <laughs> learn something every time I talk to you. Well, and I think that's really important, again, that the statement there's a difference between talking over – elevating and creating a space for somebody else to amplify their voice, not your own, and how you have platforms in which to do that. And you're willing to take risk. I think that's an important piece. It's easy to be safe. It's harder to stand strong behind someone else. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, the best leaders do. So, Corey, I thank you again for sharing your perspective here. It certainly has given me a lot to think about, will make me stop and think about power and privilege, and more importantly, how others view me in that role. And I would ask to each of our listeners today, please do the same thing. I think that's important to understand the the shoes somebody else walks in, in order to be advocates and then to focus on removing their barriers, not assuming we know the answers. So thank you again for joining us. I appreciate your time today.